0: Hi, and welcome to the 127th edition of the Keen Minds Podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 8, Episode 20, Godwin Page. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle.
1: And I am Tessa.
0: And how did you like the episode? Overall, I really liked it. I went into it a little hesitant, uh, because typically, what especially lately, as we get further and further into the show... They go, we're going to tell you things. And then you get nothing. Or at the very least, you get a highly veiled, deeply buried nugget that may or may not be a clue. (laughs) And so I went into this very hesitant. I had heard good things that we actually did get stuff from it.
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: um i I wasn't able to watch it live but thankfully by the time i got back since i'm on the west coast amazon had already posted it so i got back to my apartment around 10 o'clock and was like now let's start the blacklist
1: (laughs) um well how about you i love the episode um This reminded me a bit of the Brockton College Killers right before Rasvet, in which the Brockton actually got a lot of mythology that was kind of hidden. Uh, I have a feeling that after we see uh, next week or next episode, 821, um, I don't know even how to pronounce that word in Russian, uh, the beginning. This episode will have to go back and revisit it afterwards. It feels that I am seeing a lot of things that I'm not getting, so it, it, I'm going back a little bit into that heavy fog where I see figures, but I just don't know. I can't distinguish them, so I'm I'm putting this one with a heavy mark that we have to revisit. That I mean, it's it's Lucas Ryder, so you know that the the red speak is you know to 110 and um it's it was fun episode i mean who doesn't like to see the white the orange ball flying out of the building i mean that was perfect i just loved it
0: okay let's go ahead and start that just because you mentioned it because i had such mixed emotions over that scene Because the scene itself was utterly fantastic. I'm just like, and they're lifting it. This is great. It was like the best of an action movie. But then I thought about for 0.5 seconds, I'm going, DC is basically one big no-fly zone. Like in the pilot script of The Blacklist, they talk about as Liz is in the helicopter flying to the black site, that they're flying over, uh, you know, no-fly zones and near the White House and all of this. And I'm just sitting there watching, then I'm like, that helicopter would have been shot out of the sky before they got to the black site.
1: And if not, then definitely as they're hauling the box. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It all depends on who's on there. Uh, I mean, as far
0: as we know, and... I may eat these words. Red may have someone further up the food chain than we know. But considering we have Panabaker right now going, we're scrubbing Liz, we're going to cut Reddington loose. Yeah, we're
1: going to into that. <laughs> we're going oh, Pana into Panabaker. Pana Baker uh, I tell you, if I've, I've, I ever had a feeling that Panabaker was up to a lot of no good, now I'm certain she's up to a lot of, well, no good, like good, no good. Um, oh if, cynthia yeah. i
0: love her <laughs> and um, her crazy terminology on everything
1: <laughs> I, I i tell you i'm looking at this and i'm looking at what happened and my first thought when i was watching that is she is up to this to her neck in fact let's make that up to above her head she's, she's a very tall woman
0: essentially. So yes
1: yeah it doesn't matter she's up to it like way above her um, it, I thought it was very convenient that she goes in there and it says, okay, so I'll take that. There is no deal. Just as Red is about to lift her off, then she comes back and says, oh, she's gone. And now they want to scrub on, on her. They want to, they basically, I wonder if even they were going to call the Osterman Umbrella Company and issue a burn notice with a kill. It'd be a very na- Well,
0: I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, by burn notice, the way by adding scrub and burn notice together, that certainly brings about very CIA spy yeah. sort yeah. of terminology that, that those of us that enjoy that genre, which yeah. there are quite a few of us, if we're still here in blacklist, we love that genre. We're immediately going to, well, someone's going to have her in the
1: crosshairs. Yeah. But the, the funny thing is it reminded me a lot of the things that have been Said about her father, and in a way, what must have happened to, and forget about whether Red is or is not Raymond Reddington, but the story of Raymond Reddington. Mm -hmm. And and I think that we're moving here. We got the Samar thing in which he was also scrubbed. There is there is uh, we have in Redemption um, um, Leland Bray that was also scrubbed. So there is a whole lot of things here that are happening and that reminded me of all this. And I'm thinking this is all coming from one place. And in a way, by having a kill order on her, now she is forced not to be to go to a max security where they're going to kill her. She's forced now to be on the run with Red. And I'm thinking, I think I see Red's pause all over this and Panna Baker. And at the same time, I'm thinking Panna Baker may be playing safe because I, if she's in, if she's the mole, which I think he, she has to be the mole, she knows too many things. Those scenes with her have been all a little weird. This one was not the exception. It was a little weird and the timing of it was a little too convenient. It's, it's. I'm thinking that she's part of that group, that she's part of that network that Red was talking about at the end. And for her, the network is more important and the work is more important than the people. If the people get found out or are compromised, you know, if she says, I'm not going to kill Red, then the kill order will disappear. Think about 401 with Esteban.
0: When she put the kill order out on him, Mm -hmm. they scrubbed him. And that's exactly what they did. They said "He's, he's outdone his usefulness. He's a dead man. Yep. Everybody wants him dead. He's gone. Yep.
1: Bye. He's not good for the CIA, not good for the Cubans, not good for anybody. Goodbye. Yep. Nice knowing you. Thank you for the intel. Bye-bye now. So that, that, you know, the whole thing is very convenient. And and think about the reason why Penny Baker goes there and says Liz now has basically a a burn notice and a scrub. She wants to kill Reddington. So Cynthia is about killing, they're going to cut Reddington loose so that he can continue the work So Hannah Baker in a way Is working with Reddington And at that point And it's almost a little bit like Stepanov She's off limits for now But the moment that she starts to move in to kill you You know maybe that moment That becomes The work becomes more important And if Reddington is necessary for the work Then sorry honey You're going
0: Possibility that, That's a Possibility
1: At least the way they see the work, not the way Reddington see the work. Oh yeah. The way they do. Which is which is a whole different different thing. So that then I mean it's just the whole Panna Baker plus she was phenomenal on this one.
0: She always is though. It's she's such a fantastic actress. And I
1: I just I love
0: she's really tiny and she
1: was like totally dominating Harold in there is like, "Nope, you got. N- I mean, you're not winning. Forget about it. It's not happening. Stop it, honey."
0: But that—that's—that's Panabaker. I mean, she's this little Spitfire,
1: and beware of small gingers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, this is really. Um, I mean, it's really fun to see her but i'm definitely thinking she's up to it in her neck she's probably part of that network and i'm thinking and if you want to know i think that now we're going into halcyon halcyon I have to be so. part of that and with that i think it's time for us to delve into this car i was so angry
0: <laughs> i am still so frustrated <laughs> Why? I kid you not, so bloody frustrated, because we have waited eight seasons with countless questions. We have seen the scar on Liz's wrist, we have seen the symbol on Tom's box, on Gina's box, on Tom's, it looked to be something that Tom had made, in, made his own with the box and Gina's box and the... Uh, the folder that he had, the the photo of Red right as he, after he'd killed Salmon. This symbol was just coming from everywhere. And there had been so many theories. And I understand when something is that huge that when you find out it can be a little disappointing. But I swear, if the end all of this, which I hope it's not. I'm putting a pin in it. I'm hoping this is not it. But if the end all is, well, this happened, and Red saw the scar on this little girl's wrist, and then he thought about it, and he realized, oh, that looks like a body of water. This is now
1: mine. I'm gonna lose my frickin' mind. That is so So, But you got it. You got it. Hold on. We found out Nothing. <laughs> Oh. I, I I still
0: stand by because I've heard a lot of from from the the remaining Tom Keen fans. Because by the way, antis, we're still here. Um, we're just a little quieter, like we've always been. But I, I've heard some some talk and some discussion about, oh, it's gonna be so frustrating if if that turns out to be red symbol. And I I remain with even if. Like, if Tom hadn't had that folder with the incriminating evidence against Red with that symbol on it in season one, then if it had just been the boxes, I would have been like, okay, that could be Red's. I can see <clears throat> that. But the fact that we haven't seen Red ever use that symbol. Yeah. Ever. Okay. And the fact that Tom did, that to me feels like that symbol comes from something from... Um,
1: a shared past between Liz and Tony. Yes, because think about what we found out. What we found out is the shape of the scar reminded Red of the Baltic Sea. And not what
0: gave her that scar.
1: Exactly.
0: You got it.
1: It's like we have found out absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. It's masterful because everybody's in a tick and meanwhile you're looking at it it's like wait a minute you haven't told me what made the, the scar we no, haven't told not- me what burned her and and that doesn't make explain what why that symbol is in a box that is obviously probably as old as Tom I so I'm just picturing the Johns in their offices
0: cat- laughing. like Disney villains right now yes
1: absolutely I mean so it's, it's like that is the same thing as when people say, I ask, why are Liz and Scotty share the same middle name? And they say, well, that, that's uh, Barkingham's mother-in-law. And yes, that tells us why Scott and not uh, Johnson. But it doesn't tell us why they share the same number. It's kind of, you know, it's a typical reflection of, of misdirection. It, especially since Milhone was Sam's last Scott was not his last name. No. So the 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 important thing about this symbol is that Red adopted it. But we still have no idea what made the burn. But where did he adopt
0: it is my question. It, well, one of my many questions. Because when? no,
1: where? Like we have never seen him use the symbol. It's in the in, in the Baltic Sea companies. He doesn't use it because okay. his symbol is a I mean, what he seals things with is a um, is a nautical um, compass. That's all he uses for his the seal on the letter that he burned that was in yeah. the caretaker, and for the pizzas that you know that which, got the invitation. Which makes the sense coming out the navy.
0: I yes. mean, I am sorry, I'm still to this day convinced that the red in the navy that was in naval intelligence is the
1: James Vader red we knew. Yeah, I I mean that to me is it's. Pretty obvious. So the, the point is, we think we got something, but that's nothing. We just now know that he, that the, that we're not crazy. It did resemble the Baltic Sea, and for Red, it became the symbol. And that's where he put that that epicenter of his of his intelligence uh, operations. But and that- also, as a writer,
0: I was a little frustrated with Liz wakes up, Liz opens window. Oh my goodness, there's my scar. It's like yeah. the timing was a little. Oh, I loved
1: it. I mean, that that kind of seemed to bother me at all as a viewer. As a well, I guess it just
0: like... does Because I, I am constantly, when I write, like, why is this happening now? Why why write this moment? Like, is this too easy? Is this, you know, And is this happening just to move the plot forward, just to get to that? Is there a reason that's pushing it? And so when I view other writers' work and, <laughs> and it's Maybe like. Maybe you're
1: overthinking.
0: Oh, I, I probably... That's what I'm saying. As a writer, my brain goes into overdrive with that stuff. I had someone ask me once, can you watch a television show with... A, no. I cannot watch as a normal viewer. It does not happen.
1: I, I mean, to me, it was, like, great. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, she saw it, and she's still... It, it's uh I, I mean maybe if they have said you know that's why Tom had that box then it would have been okay so maybe whatever it doesn't matter but the fact that the box was not addressed tells me we only got half of the story how it became important after the fire we still have no idea about what burned her and what we, the happened
0: we only have a third of the story because we had we don't have the box or Tom using it. And we don't have what burned her, what what caused the scar.
1: But we do have a very important information when Red talked about, you know, I can't describe how we felt uh, to the pain, to to see you in so much pain and the choices we made. And this continues to ask questions instead of letting him speak. It just drives me crazy. But then, yeah. you know, she was doing, again, the crazy eyes. So we know that she's still not. I, I think, to a degree, she was so overwhelmed with actually getting
0: answers. It was this wild, do I believe him, don't I believe him? And she was shooting herself at the foot by doing it because she was freaking out so much. I don't think she ever heard him say that Katarina had never been killed. Yeah. did not react (laughs) and i'm like honey your mother is alive (laughs) that is what he
1: just told you (laughs) no that's not what he told her no he didn't uh he said she hadn't been killed katerina rostova was never framed never killed that just tells her that whoever that woman is it's not katerina rostova or that was not her real identity, or there was no Katerina Rostova, and therefore nobody has been framed or killed. That's a possibility, too. So until we know more about the story, all we know is uh, what we thought we saw, Katerina Rostova being killed, which we knew it wasn't real, because he had told her it was a fake, it's exactly what it is. It's a fake.
0: Yeah, I've seen things coming out with, with the next episode of the, you know... They're calling Layla's Katerina Bloncat. They're saying, "Oh, well, now this is a fake." This, I think, it's actually been confirmed in an interview. And I'm going, okay, this is not new news. Like
1: a bunch of us knew this. Yeah. Well, the, it, it makes sense, but I think that she believed herself to be Katerina Rostova. There is no other way that it makes sense because otherwise, all she needed to do was to go to Townsend and say, "Listen, I am not Katerina Rostova. I may have used a name." But I'm not at her. Part and of me listen, wonders... this is my name, this is my identity card, and you can confirm me that I am this because you have my my fingerprints. But that... She never did that. And she part said, I of, can't even use my name. Part
0: of me wonders, with all the memory manipulations, with all the implanted memories we've had over the time, and the fact that we we have canonical evidence that memories can be implanted if perhaps an alternative to your idea that the dom raised two young women the same and and you said which is a possibility certainly i wonder if perhaps later in life she became they took her and used her and implanted memories maybe in trial run maybe intentionally making her into the doppelganger
1: if it if just doesn't seem because of the way Dom reacts to her. I mean, you have Dom saying that woman go to hell. Um, Ilya was saying that this was never about the about Masha. This was always about you. There's always there always seems to be something about that blonde Katerina that Dom was deeply offended and the more I look at the scenes I think that all those Russian scenes are with her and I'm not even sure this this Katerina Rostova we're going to see is it Katerina in America or Katerina in Russia I yeah. have a feeling this is all Katerina in Russia it'll That's be interesting, interesting. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm really bummed that they're putting the finales on Wednesday nights at like 10 o'clock at night because I won't be able to watch live. And I may not, depending on my work day, the next day, I may not even be able to watch the next morning. It's just,
1: it's not going to happen. And so <laughs> I'm going to be very jittery until I can yeah, watch Yeah, well, live. they never had to run into into this late thing. That's I'm true. grateful that they're doing the 22 seasons. So that's that. Um, 22 do you want to talk about wrestling? Oh, my gosh, please not 22 seasons. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was was tough um bad bad no um so uh it's funny because he's he's talking about a machine but i have a feeling i mean will that be a computer red will not do a computer he will i have a feeling that's like a giant filing cabinet (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a mental
0: image they walk in it's just rows upon rows of filing cabinets Liz is like wtf red
1: (laughs) yeah because I mean Ren is a technomoron he is always like, Everything unconnected. I don't want anything online. Everything that is online is hackable. It's true. I mean, and they've very recently they've
0: made this comment because you had Skip when he was talking to Marvin. Yeah. About he he digitalized things. And Marvin's like, No, don't do that. Bad. Um, oh, and it it hurt my heart this episode where Abram told her to call her lawyer. And she said a lawyer couldn't help her. I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, her lawyer is dead. Thank you to the assassin, killing everybody." Hmm. Skip was her lawyer. Was it?
1: Yeah, he I was. I thought
0: well, he was I'm, a finance guy. No, he's a lawyer. He's out of he was out of Harvard Law. Oh, how you was that? Yeah, I'm pretty Sorry. sure he said Harvard Law was what Marvin said. Yeah, law. Uh, he said Harvard Law Review. So that's okay. where he came. Okay. Um so, yes, so uh, he, he would be he would have been her lawyer he would have been her Marvin
1: Gerard so should we talk about wrestler because it certainly seems that wrestler might not make it
0: you know I just I gotta stop claiming that I enjoy characters out of shows because it's like a death warrant for them oh <laughs> uh, poor Russ it's I mean that didn't look good I mean he was no, into V fib and then. It was, and what killed me is it's Sceptic. the same. It's the same. It, it, it wasn't supposed to be the same room, clearly, but it's the same set that they used. Uh, whether it's in a hospital or whether it's just a set that they use, but it's the same window set that they used for when Tom flatlined mm. in in five oh eight. And so, like, they gathered at that window. I went, no, oh, bad memories. Don't do that. <laughs>
1: Don't go to that window. <laughs> yeah. Um. What is your feeling? I thought that they, he would sure make it, but it seems like he's in really bad shape. He is definitely in bad shape. I don't...
0: I don't know. Um, they, I mean, I guess they could kill him off. Um, it's, I mean, we're... I, I, You know, they keep talking about, oh, this would go on forever, but we're, we're reaching the end. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. Um, and so people could potentially start dropping like flies at the tail end of season eight into season uh, nine. Yeah. I
1: mean, wrestler can't be in the field anymore. They say his lungs is permanently damaged. He has basically one lung. Um, He has now sepsis. And I wonder if he's going to end up like, like Samar with like a little bit of dementia or, or, I mean, I don't know, but it's not looking good for wrestler. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, he
0: was awake, he was talking, he didn't seem to have any sort of brain damage going on there. Mm -hmm. But of course, Samar was up functioning around, you know, after her incident. Um, But it doesn't sound like he'll be capable of going back into the field. And so maybe they're setting him up to take Cooper's place, like you theorized last week, or maybe they're getting
1: ready to kill him off. I mean... I mean at this point I'm telling you, I think that Aram is sounding more like assistant director Mustabahi than than Wrestler. I mean Wrestler was severely compromised. Oh he, so compromised. It was he, painful. Yeah. He didn't he didn't um have that. And it was interesting in this episode because we had the contrast of how rest or kept going the extra mile for Liz just like Cooper did keep going the extra mile and the character that I least expected you know if you go back to the beginning to season one when we met around that was a character that I would have least imagined that would be the one to stand up to Liz and tell you and tell her you know that Liz that I that I met I thought that 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 this is just an illusion but now I know That's the, this is a real you. That's an illusion. Let's step into that because I think that there, there has been a very
0: clear journey with Aram on that because we had earlier Aram where he was just, Oh, you know, here's Liz and she's amazing. And you know, she's my friend. Yeah. And, and he was very close. He was, he was so distraught at her funeral. He was smoking weed when he wouldn't even drink at that point. You know, I mean there, there was just so much there and then when he found out she'd faked her death, that was one of the first moments. He went to her. Now, Saram, or Saram, wow. <laughs> Samar um, straight I'm up went talk to her after that. She, oh, she was absolutely furious. But Aram, at that moment, there was... He went up and hugged her and was like, I...
1: I, I love I, you and sh- I
0: hate you for doing that. Yeah, it. exactly. It, it was very torn. And so... We can see the steps that were taken along the way, and I think this is just another step forward on on his progression with Liz. I- well, Liz,
1: Liz's friendship cost him Samar. If Liz hadn't got them into that wild goose chase and then just flew off to get the bones without much concern about Samar or whatever, uh, it wouldn't. I mean, it's not that that cost it, but it, it it's not no, a direct is, that a connection. Case. That was a case. Yeah, it was a case. And it was not a direct. You cannot make say, well, Liz was responsible. You cannot say that. But what you cannot avoid is being around Liz. And it's, some are the very stupid things. You know, there is always one time that somebody's going to overcome you, that you're not in your top fighting shape, that something is going when to When be. a bear attacks you. I mean, every other day, you know. Well, the bear keep be insisting you have to go
0: to Shakespeare for that. I will but- never be over the bear. The bear was so absurd. I, I, I have a joke that's been a long, long-standing joke that I use. Most people say jumping the shark. My version is all that and a bear, meaning there's been so much that's happened here. You might as well throw a bear in, in the middle of it, where it certainly doesn't belong. And that, that scene popped up and I'm watching it and I, I had... The roomie and I were still roomies at the time and I went, Kara, all that and a bear! <laughs>
1: Literally a bear! It's... Winter's Tale! It just... Winter's Tale! It's Shakespeare. It's for, uh-huh. not to Shakespeare for the bear that appears stage left, which is exactly yeah. what he did. You know? Okay, so anyway... I, there is a the a whole thing of 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 a ram just losing that thing, but it impressed me so much when it got there. And is I mean, we, you and I have been always saying the list list was always this. Liz, there was no no you know journey into darkness that you know if dread hadn't been there, or if Tom hadn't been there, she would have been different. This was always Liz. Well, she described herself
0: hang like on. that. Let, let's back that up a second. I'm not sure. Well, yes, this has always been Liz, but if certain people hadn't been there, I disagree with that because I do think there have been certain pieces of things that have happened to her that have forced the, the those masks to be peeled away, and so she's she's had to face herself and acknowledge this is who she is. Mm-hmm. There have been events in her life that have forced her to acknowledge this. And I, I think also that have pushed her into it as well. I think there's a kind of a fine and very fuzzy line there with some of it. I, but I found absolutely fascinating in that conversation. Her comment... About uh, People aren't good or bad Because it, it immediately went back to season 3 for me When she was on the phone in the gym And talking to Tom And she says, you know, I've done all these horrible things He says, I don't care what you've done I know who you are And I And this is a, a very meandering And yet a very interesting parallel for me Because it kind of hop-skipped around the entire episode in that, I, I've been doing a lot of wondering and thinking on how Tom would react if he were to, hang on just a second, can you, I'm trying to figure out if that's my fan or your fan.
1: My fan. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I hear it. Um, how Tom would have reacted if he were, you know, to come suddenly come out of a coma or come out of hiding, I don't know, insert Tom yeah. here that, ha- that hasn't seen any of this. Like, what would his reaction be? I have very mixed emotions over that because he believed... And granted, his version of good is very different than Cooper's version of good or Wrestler's version of good or, you know, so many characters in this show's version of good. But he saw Liz... I I think there would be conflict there. And so a statement I made on Tumblr today was that I hope that he knew her better than than what this looks like or something like that. I don't remember exactly what I said. But then I, I, I was re-watching it for the third time through and got around to Red's comment about Katarina at the end. Mm-hmm. That he knew her better than she knew herself. And I said that Liz knew Tom better than he knew himself for years.
1: Married people tend to.
0: And I went, "Oh my gosh, that's the parallel. It, yes, you know, yes, there was that that weird you know, oh, look at all these things I've done versus people aren't good or bad, but that's that's kind of a skewed parallel, but the real parallel is, I know who you are. and it it goes back to the Keen squared and the the Cayman. <laughs> Aemon is not dead. Red and Katerina, <laughs> um, uh, of Red knowing Katerina better than she knew herself, and that to me, that is. And we share a soul. A, it's such a spy trope, though. These people that live under masks and that they they live in so many different identities, that they have this this anchor to come home to, this North Star, like Red describes, to to focus on. To be able to find your way home, to be able to to find who you are at your own core, Mm. because like we've said so many times with Tom, he lost himself because he wore so many masks he never really got to know himself.
1: I think Liz, I mean, when when you
0: with Liz right now,
1: yeah. Well, that's that brings me to a very interesting thing because one of the other things that Liz did on this episode was going back to season three. This time saying it to a Ram when in season three was saying it to wrestler, I'm not ashamed of what I did. Yes, that's a good one. I didn't catch that one, but you're absolutely right. And I thought it was very interesting because um you know that I I, I always defend Liz and people say, Well, you know, you, you, you just don't like Liz. It's that's not that's not what I'm saying. I I like the character of Liz, but I am not under any impression that she was and I think that that's the difference between most of the Tom Keen fans and some of the people who hate Tom Keen is that the people who tend to like Tom Keen have seen Liz as being not different than Tom from day one from day one those people saw the mask yeah. uh, that Liz was wearing and you know I, I, I was writing the other day how they wake up and Tom's world goes around her. Her world is herself. My job, I got to be there. Tom says, uh, uh, I'm going to need to take the car. Tom's like, no, 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 I, I need the car. I got this committee. This is something they have talked before. And she's like, no, I need the car. Uh, so I don't care about your committee. It's I need the car. And then uh, you took the dog out because I'm standing in pee and we're out of milk. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry, honey, I can make it to the adoption. Oh, you do it. You do it yourself. And then he's like, oh, you cook dinner. Sorry, I'm working. So there is, there is a lot that we have seen in Liz. And that's before even she realizes that Red is compromising her and the wrestler has caught up on it. And oh, she goes in there and starts blowing their head off about what did you tell them? So immediately she deflects it, puts it on them
0: so much and the violence that she has in her she she had while well, she wore the i mean it's been referred to as doll makeup so many times and they talk about that that yeah horrific wig that she wore season 1 oh i got something to say about the wig was because she had bobbed hair at the time they said it just it didn't look as innocent and you know she she looked too um edgy uh, that the Megan did season yeah. one, so they they put the to to soften her features, and but we have so many instances both in canon, like running over um, the, the, the the freelancer,
1: the and the then freelancer. looking very pleased about
0: it. Um, Tom talking about the fact that she chunked a coffee mug at his face yeah. that like, time. Don't, I mean,
1: yeah, don't don't throw the coffee before we talk. There is also uh, the fact that she was. Rhett um, was fully expecting that Liz was going to attack him because that got him to the hospital where he has escape plan. So Rhett knew from the very beginning that Liz was going to come there and she, finding about Tom, and she was going to just do something to him that was going to land him in the hospital. He set the dominoes with it. But to be able to
0: set the dominoes, he had to know that she has a violent streak. And she does and has. And so this is not... I. I blame Red for a lot of things right now. I think he has a lot of responsibility for where we're at. What <laughs> One of my comments coming out of the show was, well, if he'd done this early on, he could have saved himself a lot of grief. <laughs> but
1: regardless... We don't know the circumstances. We, we wouldn't have had a
0: television show,
1: but... <laughs> well, we also, we don't know the circumstances. I mean, there is, there is a lot of things that have been come to light without really being highlighted. They're just like this little things coming under the radar that you start wondering about. One of the things that that caught my attention is that why do that exactly? And it's I've always come back to why did Liz have to be with Sam? Why couldn't Katarina take her and become, I don't know, Joanna Smith buying a little diner in New Zealand, raising, and you know what? Grab a kid from an orphanage, and now you have two kids, and nobody's expecting to look at a woman with two kids, and that's it. And, you know, you're now a, a, a widow with two kids, that you know, you're raising them, whatever. And if you do a plastic surgery, so you look like somebody completely different. There was a lot of ways to go around that particular situation. And I always come back to the fact that for some reason she had to be left with Sam. And I keep going back to Kaplan and those weird things that she said. And I keep thinking... I think that in a way, Liz was always made to be a sleeper agent. And, and why Sam, though? I mean, here's
0: a man who is a grifter. He's not just... And to be fair, it's someone that both Red and... Red and Red and, Liz, Red and uh, Katerina knew. Both of them knew him. But he's a grifter living in the Midwest, off of the... trying to get off the radar. And that's who they put her with. So it was a very intentional moment. And... And she made the comment in season four to Samar. She said, "My my father was a grifter. I was never meant to be pretty and uh, p- uh, pink, pink and, and perfect. Pink, yeah, pink and perfect. Pink and perfect. And so, it's it's clear <laughs> that 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 was intentional. And I, because I I have to imagine." with Katerina being the type of woman she was. And I feel like in a lot of ways we have learned even more about Katerina through watching Liz this season. And I've even, it's been very interesting, but certain looks, and the major, major kudos to Megan, because there have been, and I would assume the the
1: makeup that department That little as look she well. gave when but, they found the Goodwin page.
0: Several. There were several moments in which the way that it was the expression and she looked like she could have been related to Lottie. I mean, they were Lottie's expressions. It looked like her eyes. It was so impressive. Very, very subtle, but
1: very good. Yeah. It. it, it there is a lot going on in there. And then I had a thought about those wigs of her. You know how at the beginning we, we saw her with wigs for the entire first season, right? And it comes to the second season and she's in hotels and motels and she just cuts her hair, right? Um, what if we're meant to have her with a wig? I know the explanation was, well, you know, she has short hair. They could have done that with, like, um, other things, but they had her in this. And the hair kept changing, I mean, if it was just a wig and she wore the same wig every day, I get it. But the wigs kept changing. It was very obvious that it was a wig. It was, you know, long and then she wore it like half in her face. And then it was like, it was crazy with the wig stuff. And I thought, what if that was a way to let us know that when we see Katarina, that blonde or that redhead Katarina was a wig. And then we had, vanessa cruz and we see her as a redhead and then she takes a wig off and she has dark hair and she's also a blonde and she has dark eyes and blue eyes you're back and- to carl <laughs> no no but i'm not that's not what i'm going here yet yes i'm i've never <laughs> left it but the the point is that we're seeing so many of those things that we're seeing that seem so apparent like this Woman with this flowing red hair that is still hiding as a woman with a flowing red head, yeah, that's not like your no, it's just well I mean clearly, we saw Liz go on
0: the run. the first thing she did was dye her hair to the direct opposite than then everybody knew her
1: ass mm-hmm. I mean she she has dark brown hair and, and texture so she, went on. she she stopped making the hair flat and she got the texture so there was there was something about that wig that tells me that seemed to have been something else. Uh, but, I mean, we were talking about Aram and how Aram, like, got her figured out to... And, and I thought it was a very, very well-thought observation. And what it was interesting to me is how immediately she goes to work on Aram.
0: Oh, absolutely. But the line was fantastic. I mean, that was certainly... We, we've we've sung Lucas Ryder's praises for a while on this podcast, but I, I actually wrote the line down. It was so good. He says it took me a while, but I realized the whole time I've been telling myself, none of this was you like you changed into someone. I didn't recognize somebody dark. And, and that's another thing just as a side note, mm-hmm. they, they keep really hammering in this dark is, mm-hmm. is the brace And, um, it, it was interesting that they chose that. I feel like it was very purposeful for, for mm. Rob to say that. Um, but then, you know, he says, uh, it's the other Liz, the one I knew, my friend. Maybe she's the, illu- she's the illusion all along.
1: And... That was very purposeful writing, very purposely words and using the word illusion. Mm-hmm. And we've also heard Katarina refer to as an illusion. Yes. Yeah. She's an illusion. She's somebody you can never find. She's a figment. Um, Tom was also said he was a figment of my imagination. Um, and and now you know, and you end up and, and you realize, Aram is saying what we should all be thinking. This was an illusion. The the good Liz, all that was an illusion. And what she did, and you start seeing in Liz the way she drove wrestler. That already was. Facing his own demons and thinking that, you know, that all the things that he had done and he had kind of left in the past. But she brought them all up and she took him into this dark path that ended up with him in a hospital, unable to ever be whatever he was before. I will say that. Because, you know,
0: th- there was some response that I heard that was very upset that that was the one call. And I said, honestly, you know, and you know me. The she least le- she could I, do. I do not ship those two. <laughs> I have never shipped those two. But the, I mean, she um, put them in there, the I, least she could do. Well, and that, that's what I said. I said, I felt like that was a very good sign for Liz that she wanted to talk to Wrestler. She wanted to make sure he was okay. She wanted, because I think she felt responsible, which, uh, yes and no, she was. It was one of those, she holds some responsibility moments. Because he was after her, she chose to go off the radar. It's one of those trickle-down responsibilities. Kind of like Red was trickle-down responsibility, responsible for Tom's death. One of those. And so, I think that it was a redeeming moment for Liz that she want that she cared about wrestler and that she put him there it's there are pieces of the good person there i i feel like her statement of people are not good or bad or um not good or bad i feel like it's more people are not all good or all bad is the reality of that
1: statement mm there was something also very interesting in what Liz was doing. And I thought, you know, kudos to Megan because, you know, she's got a lot of, 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 um, uh, brief, Yeah. We can call it that (laughs) about, about her acting and this and that, but the choices in this episode were very, very precise. Um, you know, there is, there is those great moments when she's had this little, uh, little things like me, I didn't do anything. And, you know, like that, there were very good, very subtle moments that she was doing that. And she was, I mean, Red knew that it was her. She was playing him that I, you know, should know. Again, you have no
0: proof kind of moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there is the, the the moments in which she does something very interesting and she did it twice, so it cannot be a um um just off the cuff moment. Coincidence, yeah. She does she's talking to Cooper and she does it, and she's talking to Aram and she does it. Suddenly she goes like wrestler and she goes into like, oh yes, now we're supposed to feel sad and she goes into like this and it's not real sadness it's like this mask that she puts on so it, in a way it, it made the the whole and she does that crazy like side to side movement right before oh, she does those jumps like that. i think a lot of
0: that may be similar things and we've talked about the fact that she and tom had a lot in common I'm not I mean she has sociopathic tendencies. And yeah. the the one of the key points of of be, being a sociopath is that you don't necessarily feel feelings the way that most people do and so a lot of sociopaths will mimic uh, become very very good at mimicking it until yes. you make it with a lot of them and yeah. a, a lot of sociopaths are not necessarily what you would consider by people they're, they're not like, like
1: yeah.
0: they're surgeons and lawyers and, yeah. and and politicians i mean some of those are really bad but you know in general they're, they're people that you think of in society like oh they do very well in society yeah. and and you have these people and but one of the the points of them is that they they don't necessarily feel things quite like other people.
1: like you, the It's, quote a, unquote it's, um, it's um, a switch you can turn on and off. And you <laughs> have the control of the switch. And I, I tell you being one. I don't one. think that's
0: necessarily it. it. It's not necessarily a switch. It's the, that you just don't feel them necessarily as strongly or in the same way than the quote-unquote yes. normal people do. Plus. And so... There is a lot of mimicry that happens with it. So that they can act as if they are in the same emotional spectrum as the quote-unquote normal people. And it's, um, I'm trying, there's a phrase for it. Um, But I, I think a lot of that with Liz may be that. And I think she may have done it to a large degree we may just be hyper focusing on it now but I think she's done it from the get-go because think back to
1: Sam this was a man that it was the same he's like oh yeah I'll go to them and then he's like and then you go and turn off the the waterworks in the but at the same time it was like it was about what he wanted to tell me not about hey I never got to say goodbye I didn't actually even think about getting on the plane because it was not important But then he dies
0: and she's at home and she just wants to be alone. She's going through all the stuff. It's I I don't want to say it's necessarily going through the motions, but it's it's like she says, this is what people should feel. So this is what I'm going to feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that because and we've discussed it so much that season one into season two and less and less as we've gone on that that those layers of the mask have been peeled away, but she was trying to convince herself early on. And I think she stopped trying to convince herself. And Mm -hmm. so she's still putting on the act for other people, but because she's not, she's become more at peace on who she is. We're starting to see
1: that it's an act versus. It's becoming, and she's making it very obvious with the the acting and the directing. It's making that very obvious, but it's also the point that um, that I was making was um, she's using that. I mean, you saw her working on Ram. You've seen her working with with wrestler. She saw she was working with Cooper. Um, and and it, there is also one thing that I keep seeing, which is the that eye movement. She's that yeah. had it before. And it's almost like a little psychotic thing that is about to happen for her. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because that thing started very well, very noticeably when she was with Mrs. French in that house. And she had the first hallucination with Kate. She's been doing that. Yeah, from a long time. Season what, maybe five? Noticeably. I mean, I would have to go back and read yeah. some of the stuff, but I think that he may have been there before. I just, just I, the, the first one I really remember was,
0: it was after Tom's death, she was talking to Rom. it was, uh, it was one of the first episodes Jennifer was around. And she was talking to Rom, and she had the crazy eyes going.
1: And it's just, it, it's been around since then. You know, it's very funny because I was watching a Dateline episode, um, I think it was last night. And it's funny because they were interviewing one of the women and she was doing the same thing. And this is not an actor. This is Mm -hmm. actually somebody who's really crazy. So it was fun because it's like, oh, boy, I mean, that really was okay. Mm -hmm. Well done.
0: Micro-expressions are absolutely fascinating. There, There's actually a TV show that I, I've seen a few episodes I need to get back to. It's called um, Lie to Me. And it's all about a team. Um, I, I think they're FBI. I don't remember. But a team that is that specializes in micro-expressions. And it's Tim Roth is the act, is the lead actor. Mm-hmm. And who's been on everything. He's a British actor. She's been on tons of things. And... And that that is his specialty is that he he can read micro
1: expressions
0: and mm. i I would love to take a class on micro well most
1: most people who are who are um you know trained right. to to yeah. do they they you you learn that but i mean I know that it for me it took me to make gifts of Jennifer in order to fully understand the character because i I knew they were there. I could see them, and I needed to, like, slow down things so I could show people what I was seeing because it was so fast. Yeah.
0: And Fiona's very good at it as well. And Mm -hmm. clearly, James is king of microexpressions, but uh, Ryan is very good as well. And so it's nice to be able to see Megan uh, be able to not just see it, but also be like oh yes that's definitely what
1: she's doing Mm -hmm. you know be able to acknowledge it I have another thing for you in terms of throwbacks to early early on remember when Liz was in the box before and the director comes and says oh yeah I'm sure he will come now that I got his prima ballerina in a jewelry box the spinning thank you because I I was watching that I actually
0: gifted it and put it online because I was like that was such a strain and I actually I had the momentary thought of it was kind of like a ballerina but then I let it go. but you're right. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I need to go edit
1: that gift set.
0: <laughs> so there
1: I mean it's like they going specifically back. So this time instead of red taking the prima ballerina from the box, he just took the box.
0: Oh my god! I, I'm making myself a note right now. I have to go back and do. it. Thank you, hat tip Tessa. My goodness.
1: Um, there. I mean, there is so much. Uh, in, in this episode. Um, should we talk about Cooper? Yeah. Because Cooper please. was like, do you think he knew things or he's just like defending Red and is like.
0: I I was very disappointed in Cooper and honestly it's I I will be happy to eat my words later if I'm wrong on this because I, I felt like there were points in in the episode, especially for a Lucas Ryder episode, in which I was like, That ah, felt easy. And we we've talked about a few of those, um with the the no fly zone, mm-hmm. with the the um looking out the window and the the you know sea being there uh but w- another one of those was just cooper's character in general and i i very much hope that we get to this point at, at some point and we go oh that's why he did all of these well but, but the- cooper cooper told liz i can keep you safe and in the, pro- the it was like the episode was designed to unravel that statement i can keep you safe yet he didn't vet he and no one else they didn't even think to vet the people that panabaker was bringing in Uh, there were people showing up liz asaram who are they oh they came with panabaker have you vetted them and aram looked at her like she was crazy
1: Uh, so those were the people that were guarding her that goes even more to the fact that panabaker knew exactly what was going to happen because uh, those guys didn't open fire on the other guys. Nobody was killed. Sure. They were just like, oh, we're good. So I think but, that there is but something. Hang on.
0: Um, so you had unvetted guards. You had a prison break in which he, the thing that drove me crazy about the prison break was that he didn't even question Red. He was defending Red. And my immediate reaction, and, and to be fair, it could have been Townsend, But as soon as the guy leaned in and said, um, hang on, I knew it was red. Now, Cooper didn't see that, but from an outside source, you just see someone come in, immediately 50-50 chance, Townsend red. We as the audience knew it was was red Mm -hmm. because the, the guy grabbing hold of it cared about what happened to Liz. He said, hang on. Yeah. And so clearly he was given orders to make sure she was safe when they transported her, which means red. But the third thing was Cooper's absolute obsession with the idea that he could strike a deal. And Panabaker's just, nope, not doing that. And so he promised her to keep her safe, but before ever doing anything. Typically, if someone comes in and says, you know, someone gets arrested and they say, oh, we want this information from you. You have the deal in writing before the person ever gives up that information. Liz didn't get anything in writing. She just turned herself in on Cooper's word. I think he was. I think that he. She was scared. Oh, I think she was. I I absolutely agree. You have or, wrestler. You have wrestler injured. Injured. You have Jennifer dead. You have her entire team dead. She's seeing the body count pile. And she's terrified that the next person's going to be what? one of her former team members, a,
1: or a, she Agnes, someone done. like that. She she talked about Mrs. French to Townsend, and Agnes, that was Agnes. Uncomfortable. so now that Townsend really knows who's taking care of Agnes. Uh, yeah, that, I, I live it at that. Absolutely so, live it. There,
0: there, there is On the I heels mean, of how did you become such a good mother? Yeah,
1: well, yours was so that's, bad That's just the thing that I'm thinking in, in all this. It, it just the more and more we keep going, the more I'm thinking, really, this is to me, Kate was programming Liz to be a sleeper agent or a killer from the time she was a baby with those little like weird phrases and saying they, they do
0: sound like trigger
1: phrases yes there was and, a
0: very strange pattern to it
1: and and the fact that Liz remembers these things and I think that there is something in all this that is is telling me that because she become totally obsessed kill Reddington like they're in Townsend is coming to kill her and he's like who's helping who I exactly there, like there that so whole moment wrong in in the in the way she's addressing everything is like her she has a full obsession like i don't care what happened i don't care about agnes Co- it's all cooper, about
0: cooper was looking at the situation through rose clo- colored t- uh rose tinted glasses liz is i fully agree with you liz is looking at this through a distorted lens In which. Don't get me wrong. Red is responsible for a ton of things. But. I I am saying. But. He has never actively tried to hurt Liz. Even when Liz was trying to hurt him. Even when Liz injured Anne. And it sounds like. You know. Separated him from Anne. All of this you know aligned herself with Townsend, all of this and yet red is still trying to protect her in a way and so to turn around and
1: act like he would hurt her i i understand something going yeah, on there, that, there's is more, that is more that is more to me it feels like liz was always to be trained to be the sleeper and i think that kate was the agent that was there. And I think that's why Red said that Katerina was such a bad mother. Accepting that woman that came here with a resume that was obviously a fake, that loved cadavers and babies, that would have been the least person that would have said, um, no, thank you. But if that's the case, do you think Red knows? Because I think he it must have no. known at some point, but he
0: it's... Show no sign of that.
1: I don't know that he knows exactly what was done. I think that he knows that there was something done that was very that was not very good, but at this point, I don't think that he knows what it was and I keep going back to the way they showed when Liz shot whoever she is that shes she thought it was her father, but logic says he can be um that to me. She is looking and she has, again, that crazy look, even as a kid, the crazy look, and she actually points the gun. I know that is very hard for a kid, but if you've been trained to do that, if that's your games have been training to do that, and she's looking and she had the mad look, crazy look in, in her eye, the same look that she got when she was over Tom and then she'd lift up and she looks from, you know, from from a, from low and she goes and then she stabs Red in the in the neck. It's the same look that she's been getting all the time. So to me, this is all going down to whatever it is that Kate did. And I think that Liz was always supposed to be a killer, a KGB sleeper agent. Somebody, something to be activated. And then and was, she decided to activate it for that. And, it, well, and if Red is in 13, which she just admitted
0: to being, and which we... Regardless on how Cooper seems to assume N13 is working, we understand N13 to have been someone that received these these 13 yeah, files Not
1: necessarily stole them
0: from the USSR and so from Soviet Russia. And so they are against Russia if this is accurate. You know, if the theory holds and kate might be an agent from russia that yes, was trying to, to be. get
1: the naval intelligence officer she had to be she was she knew that katarina was kgb she was supposedly american and she was there taking care of Katerina so katarina could go and, spy and well when katarina when kate was
0: watching over little lasha uh katarina was being attacked by another kgb agent yeah so there was obviously bad blood there
1: somewhere within the yeah. agency. If she was the Katerina and not that the agent had realized, wait a minute, you're not the Katerina I know, so who yeah, are but you? A-
0: Assuming that she was a KGB agent as we think she was,
1: you know, assuming what we have well, heard we, we And this takes us to that weird phrase, Katerina Rostova, she's, she's saying, Runt said, I knew your mother better than she knew herself. And then she, he goes and says, Katerina Rostova was never killed, never framed. I
0: loved that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Liz just blows
0: past, and some of it could just be overload of like, he is finally giving me answers. WTF, what is my life? But it's, she just totally blew past the fact that that could very easily mean your mother is not dead. Well, you told her, like,. But but it, oh, but it he, does mean, if
1: nothing else, it does mean Blonde Cat was not your mother. Exactly. And and then he goes and says, the I was given this for two things, to keep you safe and your mother hidden. Yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't get any more, like, if I kill her, then obviously that's not her because I'm keeping her hidden. Right. And, like, and that that's
0: one of those things that I keep going back to. He said once blonde cat is not your mother. Clearly she didn't take to that so why wouldn't he keep saying
1: it? And he didn't but that's neither here nor here. I can tell you why. Because if Liz who's now blabbing to everybody because he wants to kill Red Mm -hmm. learns that blonde cat was not Katerina Rostova, her mother that means that that Katerina Rostova her mother is somewhere out there. It puts a target on her. Before before but she's blabbing to everybody looking for kids. And remember what Brett said I, when Dom was shot. I told you that yeah. just saying the name will bring people to do this unspeakable things. And then it's the same thing that Garvey said when he found the bone. Just people will do unspeakable things to get their hands on these bones. And um, it's it just everything is being piling on, and if you really look at what Red was saying, I'm, I'm going back because I have a feeling there is something I got wrong in all this, so over the summer I probably will go back and keep looking, but something is just with with this Katerina, it just goes back to the the um, illusion is when, you know, he's saying that Katerina Rostova was an illusion, a myth, a figment, she, you know, you can't catch her because she doesn't exist and if there's two women using the name, then she doesn't exist. It's just a name. It's like yeah. it's like trying to find um, Legat and get Legat. Yeah, I mean, it's that, that's a good possibility. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that's a good possibility. And that I don't know. I I keep going back to the fact that they called Dom a Rostov, which was bizarre. I feel like that was. Potentially, just a mistake, kind of like calling Constantine Alexander in season oh. four. They they have said that's a mistake. Uh, what what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I'm blinking on his name. Um, Ceron. No one. Daniel Ceron. It. I don't think yeah. he was the one that said it. Or was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Can I give you my little take on that? Of course. That's kind of why we're here. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it's actually not my take. It's actually the other gens that oh. got it, and I was like, oh, my God, you're totally right. It's the gen you're cheating on me with. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> there's, a, there's two gens in my life. We, hey, there's a Katerina Rostova. We love you, I other gen. You. It's okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll I, share. I, yeah, I have, I have one gen, and then, you know, I called Jen and... It's just like Katharina was I do, there you feel, go. I do feel bad for her though, because I've totally seen her say,
0: I'm not that Jen. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> I'm not that one. So here is where we where we go with that, because I was I thought it was brilliant. We have Red telling us memories are not a playback. It's not like you just play a tape and it just comes about exactly. They're always re-being being remade. Every time you recall them, that's how memory manipulation works. When you recall something, they give you something that blocks the making of that memory, and that memory is gone. Uh, it's sort of what happens if you get like a shock or something, and you're in the midst of remembering something, and you kind of you forget that the whole trail is, is gone. So anyway, what, what we have, that's not Katerina calling Alex, uh, the husband Alexander. That really is Kate remembering Katerina calling Constantine Alexander. Okay. That's true. So, what does that tell us about the memory that Kate is having? That in the last, her last interactions with that man have not been as Constantine, but Alexander, which takes us to how on earth would. Alexandre uh, Konstantin Rostov, of all the people in the world, hires first Scotty Hargrave, Tom's mom, and then Mato. And Mato was the guy who was responsible for the guy's jaw that was broken, and then the guy who killed Annie. It all started to sound like Katie's fingerprints were behind all of those little things. And if that is the case, maybe that she remembers him as Alexander because she has been dealing with him or giving him information about when to kidnap Liz because he wanted Liz to be almost at pregnancy term. I think that the deal was you get, you get Liz and I get the baby because I can't. I mean, Liz, I, I didn't do it for you. I didn't try to save you. I think your, your past salvation, I was, did it for Agnes. So she wanted the baby, and Liz was like, that's all yours. So that's what I think. I know that they said that, and, you know, I may have to I, use my words. Hey, I was going to say, I, there are things that the
0: network and the powers that be, even above high-level writers and directors, that you cannot say. Some writers will tiptoe around, some will straight-up lie, say it would not be unheard of for someone to have given a story of sorts about what you know what yeah that would make it make sense because they know it's such a big reveal later that they Mm -hmm. don't want to give that um i don't i i'm not saying that's what he did i'm just saying it's it's a possibility. possibility
1: It's a yeah. possibility. It, it just seems like you you're going past these things and you start thinking back into that character that it was. You know, everybody keeps thinking, oh, you, once you're dead, you're gone, and I think you you gotta wait because this whole thing, the the box, the scar, the fact that that Scotty was hired, the fact that Constantine then. Was hell bent on killing Tom, which was hardly the way to get Liz' goodwill. But it sounded like a revenge, like you almost killed my kid, I'm gonna kill yours, and then I'm gonna tell you who he was. So he's, I feel that Constantine, that Kate told Constantine who Tom was, to, and then Constantine used that to force. I, I have something to tell you about your son. I know where your son is, and then hire her to kidnap Liz when she botched that. Then he goes to kill Tom and then tell her who he was. And it makes sense because, none of, I mean, it wasn't just once. He did it like two times, two or three times, kill Tom. Why would you do that instead of like, you know what? I love you. You're my, my kid. I'm going to protect you and your, and your, and your, and your husband and yeah, your kid. I mean, kid. they were already
0: trying to run from Red. Even if he went for bizarre ways of meeting her, he was certainly not going to win any sort of goodwill from her by murdering her husband and father of her grandkid. I
1: mean, exactly. It's only if it was like, he was totally upset with, with Scotty and I'm going to murder your son. And then I'm going to tell you who he was. And if you murder him as you enter the church and Solomon says, kill everybody, that's even better. Well, I, I always got the impression
0: and Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But I never got the impression Scotty told Solomon, yeah, murder anybody you want. She didn't seem like that type of individual. I just think Solomon, Solomon was, not was very happy,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Solomon just was. And she gave him a longer leash than perhaps the man
1: deserved. <laughs> Or it could be, you know, it, it could be either way. But certainly, I mean, if you start looking back at the way they're bringing that scar and they make us believe that they give us an explanation, but it's not really an explanation. Do, do people actually think there's been an explanation there? Yes. Oh, my. Yes. Like, oh, okay, so that was a scar. But that's not telling us why it's there. I mean, what made that and why was that in there? Because one thing I tell you was Tom Keen was not carrying a box given to him by Reddington. Like, Oh my God, I love this guy. He exactly. Why would he keep that?
0: And on top of that, why on earth would he have a disposable folder in order to put incriminating evidence of Raymond Reddington with Raymond Reddington's symbol on it? That makes no sense whatsoever. No. And I, I, I have too much faith in the Johns, even after everything they've put us through for this show. I still have too much faith in them and their ability to create a long game story. Because while I am thoroughly frustrated at Bokenkamp's pacing, his long game story is spot on. I I still have faith in that, and I am convinced he has known what this scar means. From the get-go. There is too much that goes into the early stages of creating a show.
1: For him not to have known something so intricate. Yeah, and he has been there from the very beginning. Highlighted over and over and over. So there is
0: no way that is just... Oh, well, we changed our mind. Or we didn't know what this meant. Yes, they did. They absolutely did. These people are too they They are too good at what they do, and even if it was, oh, well, Johns never, you can't even use John was never a TV show writer.
1: like it just he knew i you cannot convince me he didn't know There's another thing that goes for this kind of things that happened. Remember that Aram was saying that that was kind of badass when they took out the remember the other time that he said, like you know it was it was awful, you know that something that red did, and he said, well, you know, it was kind of badass, but it was kind of good. Um, you know, terrible, but yeah, it, it just gave me the feeling that Aram knew perfectly well that that was in Townsend, and he was just biding his time. I mean, the, the, it's just very, very little small things that that tell me, you know, what there's a lot more in this episode, maybe, but I I did not get that from from a rom i
0: just thought that was his typical that was so cool but i mean i if he knew it was right i guess that make you know what interesting thought that just popped into my brain Baker told cooper well didn't you know i don't believe for a second that you orchestrated but i also don't believe for a second that that reddington didn't run it past you what if he didn't run it past cooper what if he ran it past a rom Aram was there. He was standing right there. And yet Reddington was convinced nobody was going to get hurt. Yes. And yet the building came down, which, by the way, just as a nerd that loves to know the the setup of, of where they're shooting and such, I've never been able to tell if if they're on upper or lower levels so it was kind of nice to at least know that the box was on an upper level um but a rom was right there and again you have a bomb basically a bomb going off with no ice like liz in the hospital we had the same thing with red doing the equivalent thereof except in the post office and but what if a rom were his eyes
1: yeah, and also, he, Aram is the one who gets onto Godwin Page before Red tells them. And I, I started thinking, is Red that stupid to put Liz right next to a guy who was a Townsend? And you started really thinking, dumb. maybe not. Maybe this whole thing was about to get the FBI to Godwin and to get them to give them Townsend. And. Uh, the fact that they were, you know, leading them and then it's an airplane. Was that about getting the FBI to get to Townsend before? I don't know. The whole thing just looks like I feel that there is more underneath. And I have a feeling that once you see next episode, that will come, you know, to I hope be so, because it, it felt really dumb. Um, but
0: before we wrap what we're doing here, I feel like, and the that's Brimley's. in that moment, the Brimleys. We cannot leave this episode without, without talking about, about the, the glorious character that is Edna Brimley.
1: <laughs>
0: I love her so much. And then the and
1: then we have the son who obviously doesn't take after either parent. What happened to that kid? <laughs> and they're like totally normal. Judge, Judge Judy and 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 they're all Ilger and so, I mean they like
0: and all their nicknames for each other and they're oh, oh god what, okay. oh, they're just this like, adorable what, little old Jewish couple and I'm just I love them I I have adopted them this is what's happened
1: <laughs> I mean the, the the fact that they're like totally normal and you know and they seem so in love with one another and like oh the first time was when she was eviscerated this this dead turtle and. And she's like, oh, my God, I knew she was the one for me. But the funny thing about that scene, and I don't know if you got any of this or if you got the same impression as I did, which, you know, it's just an impression. Um, I thought, how funny that Brimley says, you know, I can cup a ball, I can squeeze a little, but if you want cutting, Edna is, is your girl. And I thought, how interesting. The man may look threatening and all that, but funny in a sort of way. But if you want the real business, you go to the woman behind them. Oh, the yeah. wife, whom I they know it. better than, than themselves. So I started to think, oh boy, this is looking one way to me. You know, it's the women who are the, the real threatening thing. I,
0: I think and I'll put my money down here. I think that the person at the head of the Sikorsky Archives, the big reveal... Oh, I think it's Katarina. Absolutely. I I saw an interesting theory uh, out of our our Tom Keen chat that I reference relatively often, that um, the the friend, the old friend of... um, I I think it was Devil's Advocate made the comment. Uh, She's on Tumblr. And that the old friend of Katarina's that gifted the archive is going to be Sikorsky. Or not not Sikorsky. Um uh, uh, Stepanov Stepanov
1: Stepanov Probably.
0: Um, which would make sense. And so uh but
1: that I, was making like the N thirteen.
0: I definitely enjoyed the fact I, I, I love those flips of the woman being the absolute badass it's my go-to in writing so i enjoy it when i see other people do it well and i i will admit as as a woman i have been as a woman that enjoys both writing and viewing strong women in television i have been disappointed this season in liz's arc i i hope that we get to the end and there's some sort of better moment but i I have felt very frustrated and very disappointed in it and i i'm hesitant to go and it's a couple of men writing it you know we we have plenty of women we 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 have women on the the team it's
1: this is not about being a woman i think it is more about being messed up since she was a kid by yeah, this crazy nanny, but that,
0: my, my you, point being that I, I very much enjoyed what they did with Edna, and that's mm-hmm. that's my jam right there. Where you've got the guy that's this and that, and then you have the woman, and she's just that step further. And you're like, Oh, yeah, yes, she is Which the I badass of this to, relationship.
1: What are going to have to see with Reddington and Katerina. I mean, you oh. think he's bad, it's right. like it's something that also Blonde Cat said, you think she's bad, She. He's bad. She's worse. I think Katarina will
0: be worse in all the best ways. I hope so. If she's not, I will be disappointed. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there now.
1: <laughs> I I think it 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 will be. Um, it was it was a very tight episode, and I think that we're not seeing even a few of the layers here that will not become apparent. I mean, there's also the fact that, that, and I think we have to address this, is, is Red Red was saying a lot of things in, in the plane. She was saying, it was talking about the fact that the choices we made, you know, and that you carry all this. And, and I think people are getting very distracted by a promise to keep you safe. Like, you know, if it were a parent then he doesn't have to make that promise. That can't so imply but it's a promise I'm gonna use the archive to do this. Yeah, um, I don't think that either confirms nor negates. No, uh, but it's the fact that he's saying that choices we made affected your life. It somehow, you know, to me it just goes right back into and this interrupted, like, why were you there? And she says the the fulcrum but Rhett, Liz didn't let him finish the phrase. You know, he took that as being the answer, and Rhett never gives an answer like that. There's always a story. She's, she was very... And it, it's something that I, I wish she
0: would have learned by this point. What we've talked about multiple times, that she doesn't ask questions, that she busts in and she cuts people off, and she volunteers assumptions. And in this world, you just can't do that. And with Red, you just can't do that. And I, I do wish she would have learned that
1: by now, especially where she's at. It's... Well, I, I think that they the, they have to be able to somehow reach in her mind or her memories and disable that that was done to her. I, I don't think this is all about the fact that her memories in, were manipulated and she was never able to process what happened or she filled a band. And I think this started way before with Kate. Yeah, that would, be,
0: that would be really interesting if they were to be able to do that. If that's something that like we end season nine on, they're about to do this thing. You know, that they know this is what's happening and they're looking into that. Like that would be fascinating to me. Yeah, I
1: I think I think we're going to go there. And that's why Dom says I need her her trust. I think that they need to go there. They need to to disable what was done. And I don't think that the Liz we're seeing are are ever going to be capable of having any strong decisions of her own or be her own agent because she hasn't been her own agent since she was a child. If they were being, if she was being manipulated by Kate mm-hmm. into becoming a sleeper agent or whatever it is that they were trying to do, because yep. the way that that Megan has been playing this from the very beginning, it's almost like she's controlled by things outside her, her not outside herself, but outside her will. Like they are these things, and I feel that that's what she's feeling is that. All these things are happening to me, and I don't quite understand why. And she's always putting the blame on Red, but she's not maybe not seeing that this is goes further than that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. sort of like, 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 like Tom was taking and made into an operative. And you wonder, was that also the same thing? Is that they, they were actually going for these kids in? Kind of, If they couldn't take it or they couldn't manipulate them, then they would just take them and kind of try to do something. And I don't know what happened, but the story is coming, and I'm excited about seeing yeah. the rest of it.
0: All right. Uh, well, do you have anything else for this episode? No, there's a lot, <laughs> but I bet it's gonna, we have to wait. Yeah. Um, and so, guys, uh, we are... There is no episode next Friday. Uh, it will be next Wednesday. I don't know if we'll be able to record that night. Uh, Tessa and I will have to figure out what we're doing there and how things go, both in.
1: It might be Friday.
0: We might be yeah. able to do
1: Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And so,
0: um, but
1: just. It'd be, it'd be delayed probably.
0: Yeah, keep, keep an eye out. Um, you, you'll get an announcement on Tumblr and on Twitter and on Facebook. And then you can also ask questions uh, on Reddit. And probably after the season's over, we will get to the questions. Yes. <laughs> Our it's... litany of questions that we have. Um, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Until, Until next week. Yep. Yeah, until next week, guys. And we've got... Well, we can going to have weeks? 10 days. Yeah. yeah. But it's still next week. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah, yeah. Week and a half. You're right. Exactly. Week and a half. Stay safe. <laughs> what is time? <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.